1: and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Yeah, I'm just going to lower my speakers here because that was like, I don't even know what that thing is doing right there. Welcome everybody. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. I know what it's doing. I was just really excited about a lot of things today. And what I realized in preparing for this and, and getting ready to have this conversation is I woke up this morning, and I know you all know what I believe about certain things, because I've talked about them over 20 years. I know you all know, so I don't have to bring it up. But I woke up this morning with more text messages in my phone than I have had ever from everybody that's ever known me. And they weren't just about headlines. They were about, how are you feeling, Dr. Pat? Are you guys on the West Coast? Are you really leaning into what's going on with people and how they're trying to stay healthy? I mean, I don't know why it was that day. So it's either one or two things. It's either I didn't have my right settings on the phone and these things have been there for like a month or, There is a level of connecting emotionally right now that's happening. I am not going to talk about that. The most incredible, amazing, host of a fantastic show, extraordinary teacher, trainer, coach, Allison Blythe, joining me here today. Because when you are her and you've got 25 years under your belt of educating, equipping, empowering clients, people, organizations, To understand the acute nature of authenticity and genuineness, you cannot leave out emotions. But how many of you have been like me? I know y'all are not going to believe this. Benny, you may not even believe this. But how many of you have been said, you know what, Pat? You are too dang sensitive. How many of you have heard that? How many of you have heard you need to be more sensitive? How many of you have heard? You're not enough. You're too much. I don't understand it. And now that somebody has said to me, I may be able to, I might be an emotional sponge, which Allison calls an empath. Now what? Am I an empath? My special guest, extraordinary coach, author, teacher, trainer, webinar leader, and she has not done. <laughs> Here we are thousands of people counseling and coaching. I could not do the counseling thing myself, but she is here to say to everyone, let's get the t-shirt. Let's get the baseball cap. Let's put empath all over it and let us not go quietly into the night. I don't know. Do you say that? Alison, welcome. Do you actually say
0: I think you're going to start. I like, I can see it. It's like the next wardrobe line. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But let's talk, let's take a minute and talk about these things that people say to us that aren't necessarily what is the word? They're not like actually compliments, right? not very kind, not very true, right? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So the idea is we don't really think about am I an empath? I do now, because honestly, I've been told by so many people and never understood what it is. But there are certain things that happen. When you look at the idea of feeling empathy or being an empath can we start out with a conversation about 99.9 of the people don't know how to ask the question are you an empath
0: yeah so one of the things you were talking about the text messages and i think just even as we started to talk and thinking about today and i was like whoa it it's a lot i think i just want to really acknowledge that Empath, highly sensitive, typical human being, no matter what it is, what I'm sensing is that the energy of what's going on in our world, no matter where you are, is a lot. And people are feeling things to an extent that I don't know as though we've ever really felt before. And there is such a difference between the idea of holding empathy for someone, which empathy is an emotion, which hopefully most human beings have, I think. We've turned down the dial on the feeling or the practice of empathy, but then there's these distinct uh, qualities about actually being an empath, and in today's day and age, if you don't know what it is that's happening, how it is that you're wired, and how to actually use it, people can be incredibly plagued by the energies of what's going on in our world today.
1: Yeah. I mean, I... I have to I have to tell you that my my reaction to those messages really, I went through them and. Saw if there was a message from my best friend Linda and her sister and the people that are staying there only because of what's going on in their household right now. So I kind of rifled through the rest of them. And why did I do that? Because my heart really needed to see those first, right and needed to check in. That was going to be my first priority, not because my logic said that, but it was my heart that was leading the way. And, you know, I want to talk about that for a minute because we don't have that conversation enough. And I don't know about you, I grew up not with my, look, I created crust busting because my heart was so crusted over. Hello.
0: Right. Yeah. So I'm new to the whole heart thing. Yeah, I think that people over the course of time kind of learn either to shut that down or maybe never even really learn how to tap into it because empaths are big feelers. There are so many things that are happening in the world. But even when there's not, empaths can walk into a room and sense like they've got these spidey little senses that kind of go beep, 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 boop. And we pick up on energies and nuances and details and feelings that most people are kind of oblivious to. They don't really become affected by those the same way that empaths do. And the idea of tapping into the heart, I don't know as though we live much in a society that promotes, well, how do you feel about that? Or what does your gut say about that? It's a very distinct population of people who learn to, to tune into that that intuitive level that says, wait a minute, I'm going to use both my head and my heart to be able to regulate and process. Like, what is it that that's going on inside of me? What is it that I most need? I need connection with really safe, good, healthy people right now. Let me sort through the business stuff and let me get to the love and the connection that I feel. I think it's a little bit harder to find. And as empaths, because we feel so much big stuff, that's often not even ours. Empaths can listen to music. We can meet a stranger and kind of feel the vibes off of of somebody else. We can walk into a room. We can listen to a a news feed or social media feed. And then all of a sudden, it's easy for empaths to become plagued. Like there's so much that's happening that all of a sudden you use the word emotional sponge. They do tend to like suck and absorb the experience of other people and again if you don't know what that is and and how to be able to process and regulate some of that stuff empaths can have a really hard time and so what's the best defense in without knowing some of this educate equipment and power shut it down like i'm not going to feel that i'm not going to expose myself because sometimes for empaths it's just so much to be able to process and feel
1: um i want to make a reference to your book if i could sure. Um. And it's not just a book, it is a book, but it's a course. And I happen to be a little bit more intimately um, familiar probably with the content than most. And what I'm referring to, uh, for those of you just tuning in, the most amazing Coach Allison Blythe joining me here today. The book is called Misunderstood Rewriting the Rules of Dignity and Self Respect. I have to have a chat with you about it Mm -hmm. because the confusion. Which you so brilliantly help people with, especially for people that have a sensitivity mm-hmm. to things that do not honor the dignity of the human spirit and certainly trigger any range of reasons for me not to have self respect. Mm-hmm right now even though the book is called misunderstood even though that's what it is underneath all of this and not every part of the book but underneath all of this is this idea that helps us understand emotionally where we are why an empath may hear something that is said differently than somebody you could have two people in the room one of them an empath one of them not they hear the same phrase One of them starts crying, the other one starts laughing. Hello, right? (laughs) Yes, most definitely. (laughs) But you see, part of your book is to help us understand more about the multi dimensional nature of who we are.
0: I, I think that's absolutely the truth. Like we grow up, and parents, most parents absolutely do the best they can, but they send messages about things, about what's important and how to be in the world. And if you are an empath, it's kind of like fish out of water. If you are an empath, born to like non-empaths or there is a very elite, distinct population of people that, that are wired that way. So you might have very sympathetic or kind parents, but if they're not empaths, they are probably delivering messages about different things. Society, toughen up, you know, you've got to pull up your bootstraps. What is success? It's about hard work and sacrifice and determination. You know, there's all these hard edge messages we get about who we need to be. There's these patterns that we learn. And I think it from the moment we go to school, you know, it's like about performing. What do you need to do to get the grades or get the attention or make the team? So much of life is about functioning from the outside in. And then all of a sudden I go, hold on a minute and misunderstood. I'm like, wait a minute. How's that working for you? Like, How far are you getting with these elements of trying to perfect, perform and please other people? Is that something that's really working for you? If it is, then fantastic. You've really found your path, but hold on. Is it really working? Are you aligned with what's most important? I know that for me, I was over-functioning in relationships with this element of kindness and compassion and empathy. Being an empath, I was overpaying. I cone commodities, time, energy, and effort. I was over invested in so many different people places and things and then I wondered why I was depleted I was irritated and impatient and exhausted because I was just simply extending way too much to to people in places and things learning how to do that differently it was rewriting my own rules and kind of learning a different way of relating in the world so that I could be in charge of my experiences and my kindness and my emotion and energy around people If I'm, if I'm tired or I don't want to, I don't do those things anymore. And that never occurred to me. I was just extending and doing and giving and relating and inviting. (laughs) And it was, it served its purpose. And, but I think what happens is that we learn rules about what it looks like to be kind, what it looks like to be a good person. And those are incredibly important. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to teach people how to all be jerks and show up in the world, you know, like that. I just want to help people find a balance of like, how about you first check your accounts before you spend, so to speak. I was looking at one of the quotes and
1: one of the things I got to know about part of your journey. And I want to just say that, and please correct me if I get it like a little bit misaligned or misunderstood, (laughs) uh, no pun intended, um, is that, you know, you get to teach this stuff because you're passionate about helping people not step in the potholes you did. And I was reading this again, and and, uh, of course, I'm very intimate with some of the things on your site. And by the way, for you all, It's allisonblythe.com, and it's A-L-L-Y-S-O-N-B-L-Y-T-H-E.com. Hop over there, and then, like what Lydia's doing on the Facebook thing, she's putting that in there, too. But this is what Allison states. She says, there was a time when I, this was yesterday for me, this was two days ago for me, there was a time when I was losing my grip, and the ground beneath me seemed to crumble, or seemed to be crumbling. My head felt like someone had stuck it into a blender. Everybody ready for this next one? And my heart pounded with formidable betrayal. At the time, I wished I had a life manual to guide, direct, and inspire me. Mm -hmm. Through my own life experiences and wisdom learned, I am now or was now able to write the life manual for others in this book. And it's not just that you wrote it, because this has now become a body of work this has now become coaching. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this question. There's something about the pain we experience in life. And there are some days, I know for me, probably for you, where that pain kept me on the couch with a bag of potato chips. Huh. <laughs> but then there are other days where the potato chips seemed soggy, the pain got outdated, And I found myself standing up in some kind of emotional reaction, even if I was running in place. What have we learned about this idea of feeling empathetic? And let's talk about the definition of it and empathy. And, And do people that put themselves in the I am an empath field, is their pain greater? Or we can't say. See, I gave you an out for that.
0: <laughs> I think what I've learned over the course of time, even I run, I offer a, a class called the Empowered Empath, and there's six women in that class. And what I'm realizing is that being, even being an empath is is on a continuum. And what I would say is that the experience is more profound and it's deeper that maybe some people will absorb, but empaths like will absorb. And if we see an animal in pain or we watch a, hear some kind of story there is an element of which we kind of take that on and feel levels we can witness something or hear something and it's as though it gets activated in our own mind and in our own body and so i don't want to disqualify or minimize anyone else's experience or pain i can only really hold the the space for people's level of uh experience as an empath and help them realize like this is deep. Like this can be really hard and really heavy to be in the world this way. And it's okay that it's different. um, But knowing the tools to be able to process the emotion, because I think there's these things that we go through and they're so important, but you couldn't probably tell anyone at that time, that darkest season, the, the chips in the bag, you know, the couch dwelling, all of those elements that are just like, this is the best I've got for today. And this, whether it's existential crisis or dark night of the soul, midlife crisis, I don't know. People go through their own journey, but it's in those moments of pain where I often find that people are like, okay, I call it fed upness in the book. Like people get to the point where they're so fed up that they're ready to do something different. And then having this life manual, I have been, it's part of why I share so authentically Is because you guys, I've been a coach and a a therapist for so many years, read the books, taking the courses. I've got the degrees that hang on the wall. And I got to this point in my life where I'm like, what is happening? Like, what is another perpetual empath question? What is wrong with me? Like, why can't I get my act together? Why am I struggling so much with emotion and with people? And then all of a sudden, just this process of walking through and, and not having a manual. I've read the boundaries books. I understand So many different self help materials and but for suddenly I just had to find my own path and misunderstood was an element of incorporating the boundaries and the self care and understanding commodities and learning that sense of self toolbox, along with the understanding of wait a minute, it's another level because I'm actually an empath too. and offering that to people as potentially it's not for everybody but offering people this life manual to say hey if you're struggling in some of these ways maybe this is a resource that can actually show you the way and with exercises too, right? Not just information and not my just my horrible story of, you know, losing my, you know, what over a banana, <laughs> but more <where laughs> this idea of like, hold on. Yes, that happened. And here was the dark process, but look at everything that came and, and here's some tools and resources for you to be able to find your way too. Yeah. And that's why I'm really excited to talk to you about it today,
1: because I am not kidding when I talk about, you know there have been a lot of days in our history where people have to, especially in the past two weeks mm. you know uh, have just looked at a headline mm. and have seen you know like how many people in texas and and they just cry and they can't go mm. through their day and other people will say that didn't even happen in your state. i mean mm. honestly you didn't get out of bed what's your problem right. so let's talk about this because you know we're so quick to judge emotions in people, Mm -hmm. or how they reflect on heart opening. But how does an individual tell? How does one know? Because you have to know, like who you are, right? Because if you if you kind of don't know who you are, one, you don't know what to do with it. But two, if you're not that, if you don't understand it, you have no idea how insulting you might be, to your partner, spouse, child or somebody else. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And pets feel things that a lot of people don't feel and they feel them to the depth um, that most people, like I said, didn't happen in your state. You know, It wasn't it wasn't your tragedy. It wasn't your experience and what happens for empaths is that and there there's a relatability whether it be with other people whether it be with animals or nature or music or it can be a lot of different things that empaths just kind of have this I don't know, relatability that, that they can experience things with. And there is deep insight, like an empath can sometimes just sense or know. I know for me, a lot of times I just have this knowing. I don't know why I know it. I don't know how I know it. But there's this gut sense of like, okay, this is okay. This is not okay. Healthy person, not healthy person. There's a deep level of intuition and insight that, that a lot of empaths have. And they can sense and detect they can detect emotion from other people, sometimes assess their needs, like, oh, something's happening with that person. Or maybe you walk in and, and everyone's smiling, but like you're going, something's <laughs> not right here or a building. You know, it's it's interesting to watch people who have like um, energetic empathic abilities and like over an object, they're like, the history of this this thing or the history of this place, they, they can feel and detect mm-hmm. that um empath animals who empaths who can really relate to animals oh my goodness the tenderness that they actually experience with things like that so empaths just have these these radars and this insight and intuition about things that cues them in so much further beyond logic and reasoning yeah a lot of times for empaths they'll be like well that doesn't make any sense we know we have to turn left even though the GPS is saying right, or the, the friends are saying go right. And right. something inside of us goes, no, ah, 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 no, 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 please, please come over here. And learning right. to develop a relationship and a trust and intimate uh, knowing of that type of experience within yourself. Beautiful. That's what the empowered empath looks like, right? Is like, I know what logic and reason says, but let me get more in touch with actually what I know to be true for me. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about the misunderstood
1: nature of this, and this is one of the most critical parts of this that i and that I know you work with. Um, I have found out that I came into this world pretty much as an empath I mean everything about me about that, but I would never do it, never call myself and honestly, people don't believe it and 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 here's why because we look at how somebody shows up, and we don't connect the dots. And we say, wait a minute, you can't possibly have cried at the end of the alien movie <laughs> when the alien queen was kicked out of the open space hatch. You, you, my friend was so embarrassed in the movie theater, like, you cannot be crying over that. And yeah. I said, she was a mom. She was a queen. Yes, she was an alien. And my friend is like, we have to go. <laughs> Because on the surface, I am not somebody that looks like I can be that. On the flip side of it, let's talk the flip side. I had a friend that showed up as if empath was in every cell in her body. And she was not. So she would get caught on the other paradigm where people would say, you of all people should have felt that. Let's straighten this out because there's a confusion. I just want to talk about it a little bit before we go to break. And then when we come back to break, we need to talk about the struggles on both sides. Yeah. And we have to come to an understanding. But you could see how somebody like me, I mean, honestly, if you're in the workplace place with me, I am so direct. I don't always say in my Skype messages, hey, how are you? Or How are you having a great day? I'm like, is anybody listening to TTR, right? Yeah. <laughs> but Linda and Jessica will tell you that my heart can get hurt and it got hurt the other day. I got a text message from, from someone the other day that I honestly felt so highly about, um, tried to help him really hard. And the text message was so profoundly, Enlightening for me, that it took me all of five seconds to cry from it. Yeah. Now, that doesn't look like the same person that would send a Skype message that says, "Is anybody want listening to TTR?" Mm. I want to talk with you about that when we come back from break, because we have to understand people well enough to know. Just because you show up as a Sagittarian, it doesn't mean you don't have the heart of a Libra, yeah. right? I don't know what Libras have, but Jessica's a Libra. I thought care. I, okay, good. I thought I'd throw that in there. Um, when we come back, let's talk about it. Is it a big deal? What is it that guides us in our personal lives with ourself, our own self-respect? And then why is it so important? If we're ever going to build any kind of relationship with your boss, mm-hmm. your friends, your family, we're going to talk about that before we do give us an update. What are you up to? How do people get the book?
0: Come on, give us a little, give us what you can. Oh my goodness. So I am in the process of writing a book about empaths, and I feverishly every morning get up and I can't wait to kind of see what comes out um, so I am writing a book that is going to be the basis uh, for empaths to be able to another resource guide and manual to dig even deeper into these dynamics. And then certainly the podcast and continuing to work on on that and offering there's up, upcoming episodes about the difference between empathy versus being an empath. And then I include some guests Um who've actually taken the Empowered Empath class. And so that's an element where we can kind of continue to educate and equip people every day. I'm just paying attention. That's part of the intuitive (laughs) knowing, right? What direction am I being led and directed? But right now, those are the things that are on my plate.
1: All right, I love. Hey, can can I contribute a chapter called well, your empath friend looks like the Terminator. Let's take a short. And actually, in the latest Terminator movie, there was a whole scene about that, to be honest with you. Let's take a short break, everybody. We'll be right back with Allison Blythe. Tune in
0: to the hit show, Us critical conversations on the challenges of our time with me, Dr. Krista Lee Crane on TransformationTalkRadio.com every fourth Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific. Listen while we focus on the intersections of truth and justice as we learn how to coexist, pushing our social transformation to the next level. Become true stewards of the justice that is needed in our world. Learn more at PreventionAgenda.org. That's PreventionAgenda.org. Life can be demanding. But sometimes our wheels are spinning and we're too focused on
1: making them turn to notice we're stuck in the mud. Tune into The Pause with me, Ellen Wyoming Deloy, every second and fourth Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific on Transformation Talk Radio. Learn how to stop, reflect, and start moving forward with intention. And if you're really looking to jumpstart your personal development, schedule a free coaching consultation with me at ellenwyomingdeloy.com.
0: Are you ready to expand and move forward and create the love in your life that you truly desire and deserve? Specializing in consensually non-monogamous and polyamorous relationships, Elizabeth Cunningham works with all people who want to expand and grow the love they have in their lives. Contact Elizabeth for more information on love coaching and applying for her online course, Love Deeper, at elizabethcunningham.com.
1: Are you feeling lost in this journey we call life? When you awaken the truth of your patterns, limitations, and beliefs, you can start to heal relationship with yourself, others, and your circumstances. I'm Ritika Rose, life coach, author, and speaker. My mission is to help you align with your most powerful, authentic self and transform how you experience your inner and outer world. Find the confidence and peace to live the highest version of your life. Visit Ritikarose.com.
0: Champion Your Life with me, Leanne Champion. First and third Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time on TransformationTalkRadio.com. That new gym membership might help you get fit, but what about emotional fitness? Jump into the rushing waters of personal growth. Don't waste another minute feeling unfulfilled. Visit ChampionYourLife.com and let's do this together.
1: That is the most incredible artist, right? You know, Karen Carpenter, uh, the Carpenters. And by the way, if you go back in the day, you will see more best-selling albums from two people that just could not put out a bad record. Mm. It didn't matter what she wrote. But why was her music so revered? Mm. You know, what was it about her and her brother? What about those lyrics? Every word people were hanging on to. You know, they were just contemplating. They were just wondering every time you are near mm. today with Allison Blythe, what she is here to help all of us with is, is it a big deal and what are the struggles, but more importantly, having the essence of empathy and maybe even recognizing you're an empath can open your heart to more experiences than you can imagine, mm. right? um Allison's website as i said before you can find out what you might be able to do with her in terms of coaching it's allisonblife.com. i can't wait to her new book uh the book that i mentioned is misunderstood uh, there's so many things there for you to plug into um Allison thank you for writing this upcoming book very cool
0: yeah thank you um is this a big deal Oh, <laughs> such a, you know, the word that I just thought of, and then that too is very empathic, like it, things just kind of come to empaths and the word I, I thought of was plagued, like it is so easy to experience this plagued nature. And before we went to break, you were kind of talking about what I refer to as the sharp edges of being an empath. And the reality is that we can't be measured from the outside in, because we all learn, this is true for every human, but we all learn different coping mechanisms, defense styles, uh, strategies in terms of kind of what's normal or what's expected of us. And what I find in terms of those sharp edges is that a lot of times empaths will come in and they have two, two big categories that I can sometimes assess. One is this element of codependency, right? They are just overextending in relationships, and they have really no sense of self, and they've lost themselves in relationships, and not a lot of boundaries, and over-functioning, and staying in situations that are really destructive, potentially even dangerous for them, way overspending their commodities of time, energy, and effort, and that's kind of one side of things, and so people may actually mistake, if you don't know what you're looking for, or be able to sense it, People may mislabel or misunderstand someone as being just codependent or or lacking boundaries. The other side of that that I see is I think a little bit more of how you and I might be wired is what I refer to as the porcupine because the porcupine kind of just goes through life.
1: Oh, my God. You just gave my team a new nickname for me. (laughs) Thank you. Patty porcupine. All right. I'll get the t-shirt <laughs> that's right that's gonna be yours
0: <laughs> and <laughs> what most people miss and completely misunderstand about the porcupine is that what's underneath is that soft underbelly really that tender place that empads know they have but man don't you dare show up in the world or don't like we're just gonna have these types of quills because it is survival and it can be way too much for empaths they don't want to be on this side of the spectrum they don't know how to be in that middle really empowered place where they are educated equipped and empowered and so they swing over here to this side of the spectrum and they're just like they're fierce and they're very direct and sometimes very reactive and even hostile with things and they do feel incredibly misunderstood because they don't—they know their soft underbelly, but that is not what shows up for them in the world.
1: Yeah, and then compound that with being a, a quadruple Sagittarius. Hello, <laughs> right? I mean, you know, I've—I've—I've I've ma- I've gotten to manage my Sagittarian nature really well. Thank you for my Capricorn moon, but understanding is key because, you know, if you're lucky enough to have a best friend like I do, Linda, and and others that have been in my life, where they're willing to stop you and have a civil conversation with one word and it's called ouch. Yeah. And right? Mm-hmm. It's called ouch. Yeah. And and then they are willing to really help you with that. And you you first of all, you have to be willing to change. For me, the minute I got it was like wow. And I think it was like 30 years old. The first time I got the first inkling of it, and and yeah. I thought, oh, I can do this differently. And I think then the porcupine said, "Why the bleep didn't you tell me sooner?" <laughs> <laughs> right? Then we're back at it again, <laughs> and and there was a great answer. You wouldn't have been able to hear me so true and you know that's why i have a relationship with my best friend who is one of the excellent producers and the glue in the network has one of the most revered reputations in the public relations industry now here and that's linda um but everyone can learn this see this is isn't this the message today of course we're talking about the big deal but we're also talking about why do they struggle why is it hard? But what the heck
0: can we do about it? Right? Yeah. That's why I think the stepping stones. Misunderstood needed to come first. Um, I didn't know it, it wasn't my plan. It just kind of came out and like, it did this book. Yes. And Misunderstood really is what allows people to, to tune in and develop tools and resources in order to know how to say no, knowing when to say no, knowing what boundaries actually are. We all know the world. You can't get too far in life without hearing the word boundaries. But most people come into my office and they're like, I know I should be sending them, but I don't know how. This is the manual. But we've got to work with people from the inside out. If we just push people into this empathic knowing and be like, Okay, without the inner strength resources to develop that those tools, those boundaries, and have that sense of self, 10 tools in that sense of self-self toolbox. So that then they can go, now I'm ready for the next step of being able to actually be empowered to understand the whole first chapter that I'm working on in, in this next book is really about what is it? Because it does not show up the same. You and I, you and I are both empaths. So we could sit in the room and you would have X experience and I might have Z experience. It doesn't mean that you're a bigger one, better one, worse one, less one. It just means that we're wired differently. But there's like, I, me- I remember just kind of going through kind of, do you, have it this, or do you experience this? There's all these qualifications to say, I understand myself now in terms of an empath. And these are the issues that I deal with that when used properly, or you know what they are, can actually be assessed as your strengths, but without understanding, like this is actually empathic wiring, people will often feel plagued or confused or misunderstood. You know, and, and part of this too, is
1: When you get to that level of understanding, it is what Stephen Covey talked about in his, you know, seven habits of highly effective people, you know, when he brought the chapter out, which, you know, I don't know if anybody in corporate America at the time that I had to, you know, I had to bring the book in (laughs) clearly wasn't an executive on the team, even after having to read the chapter out loud to them about listening and you know about listening to be understood or listening to understand and that is so critical because when we say listen to understand we're not just talking what did i say oh pat you said listen to under no it's listen to
0: understand the layers of the humanity that we have isn't it Yep. That's why we need healthy empaths because they are phenomenal listeners and they're very intuitive and can connect and relate to people in their experiences. And and sometimes their greatest joys and deepest pain. And if they are not regulated, not codependent and not porcupined, but like in that middle place where they know how to manage energy and emotion of of theirs and of other people's then they're going to become kind of absorbed into the experience. But being able to hear someone, some of that's the tool of of empathy, but if you were an empath, knowing how to be able to hear and hold space for someone without knowing, without being able to absorb, that's gonna be one of the main things of knowing how to move energy when you're affected by the emotion and experience of other people. Yeah,
1: and by the way, I just wanna tell people that if you look in Allison's book, Misunderstood, There is a chapter on empathy Mm -hmm. and it is really worth reading it. I mean, I think I'm excited about what's to come because, you know, I think you say living with a big heart is a double-edged sword. I got a dose of it two days ago. And, you know, and was I expecting it? No. Um, Did I have to rethink? Was it something I said? No. Did I have to not react to it and just literally calm the person down over the next 20 minutes? Right. Was that hard for me to do? Was it hard for me to be insulted? Was it then hard for me to receive a text message that literally threw back in my face, some very private things about my upbringing Hmm. and my childhood. Hmm. Now to me, if you are a recovered and, (laughs) (laughs) You <laughs> have a chapter in the book on that recovered empath. So if you're a recovered empath like me, you call your best friend or you call Jessica and your best friend and say, I am never opening my heart up again. Yeah. In the workplace. You're like, I am not. And then Linda and Jessica are like, you will see. Yeah. That's not gonna work. Right. Yeah. But you have
0: those moments. Sure. It's a person protective- you want to shut down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think knowing how to be able to have those experiences and deep levels of self-care and very much like what you're saying is having a community of people. We're, we're becoming increasingly isolated or text messaging and that kind of stuff, knowing that you have people who will empathize and hold compassion and challenge you with the the ouches and things like that. What a beautiful component to be able to have. And it's really necessary. Being an empath, isolated, or just even insulated is a little bit too much. I mean, knowing when and how to regulate connection and community is really important for empaths.
1: Yeah. And, you know, let me ask you about this, because we're in a situation where we are working with clients, you know, you work with them, we work with them. And mm-hmm. some days they are having a really tough time yeah. and, you know, it's not us. So also Don Miguel says, don't personalize stuff. Yeah. Thank you, Don. Yep. Yeah. Four agreements, raise your hand if any of you have been able to do those four agreements for more than All a day. All the time, right? Oh, come on. So <laughs> Seriously? Like, oh, I, I said to Don Miguel once, going to interview him, we need to do a 48 day ta- challenge, see if anybody can do these for 48 days. Right. But there's so many things that come up. And you know, you've learned over time that this is a person that is just having a horrific time with another person that's going to control their destiny and they don't know where else to go. And then you both end up crying. But one of the things that I love that you're talking about is, you know, what happens to this and please let's, let's get to this now, you know, if we're talking, uh, a tender heart, I think you even refer to this as, as a gift. It's oh, a gift yeah. to have. Um, but if you have it, you don't always feel like it's a gift. So I just want to say and, and then you go on to say, look, when not honored, when not nurtured, when not properly cared for, and by the way, this is from Allison uh, Blight's book, Misunderstood, um, this type of heart can be ferociously susceptible to the aches and pains of the world.
0: All of them, addiction, codependency, eating, all disorder. of them, all of them. Yeah. For- yep. Yep
1: for you, as you move forward, and for anybody that's going to write a book about this, you must be seeing so many things. These past three years, and my mm-hmm. friend said today, I got three calls from women I work with that are ready to take a drink. And I said, it's not worth it. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, Honestly, what headline you just read? No because if you do that you won't be able to do the thing that you want to do to create positive change but not everybody has my cell phone or your cell phone or jessica's cell phone to call so what do we do to help those impacts
0: that struggle i think people want to not feel some of what they are feeling And some of what we do, one of the first tools that I try to equip people with is self-awareness, you know, like really tuning people into what it is that's going on inside of them. Some of what I'm working on or what are some some techniques, actual methods for people to be able to move energy. But first and foremost, there's a level of self-compassion to just be able to say, this is hard, or I was just horribly insulted by another human being, or I, the the world feels really crazy right now. And I'm scared to death. It's being able to to have the tool of self-awareness that allows you to go inside and say, Hey, what's going on? If you have a person who can do that with you and for you, that's absolutely amazing. But whether that's writing or your own intuitive way of being able to tune into what's going on, self-awareness is one of the most critical tools you can possibly use, combining that with self-compassion to recognize it is hard. We are living in in uncertainty beyond any levels of uncertainty. And I think we've ever, at least in our generations, have experienced and so self-awareness and self-compassion knowing how to set boundaries right that that's why i wrote misunderstood knowing how that your emotions are cueing you into information emotions are not bad. Rage is not bad. Despair, not bad. It's information and emotions are trying to cue you in to something that needs your attention. And like you said, being a good listener, oftentimes we don't even know how to listen to ourselves. What's going on inside of me? So back to that self-awareness, knowing how to have boundaries and recognizing that feelings are probably trying to tune you in to the fact that something has happened that really needs your attention. That would be a starting point. Knowing what it is, you know, kind of what's wrong with me, that empathic cl- question and being able to kind of go, "Oh, maybe this is empathic wiring that's mm-hmm. going on inside me." Okay, well what are you experiencing? What are the feelings? What's going on? Are you feeling plagued and do you need to get some clarity about some boundaries and changing the way you're spending your time, mm-hmm. energy and effort? That would be the starting dose I would offer people. Yeah.
1: I wanna ask you to talk about this one part now. And, and of course, I know you're writing the book, so there are some things that'll be very clear. But there are many empaths, and I know this is true for me, and I have a feeling it's true for you. Um, there are many of us that have felt like there's something wrong with us. And you know, honestly, for me, my greatest challenge was in the institution of going and getting an advanced degree, You know, with people that one, didn't really care how I felt, Really, you know, I mean, when you go back to school for an advanced degree or whatever you call those degrees, and you're in front of a a gentleman who really thinks your corporate experience is garbage and you know nothing, and then he becomes on your committee, and then you have to go through all of the things that hit you, and you wish, and you start to say, oh, my God, there's something wrong with me. Why is this getting to me? There's And then, of course, your friend and other committee chair says, ignore it, and you can't. Right. But then
0: you think, I wish I could change this wiring. Yeah. Yeah. I think some of the most ridiculous advice we ever give people is, oh, just don't think about it. Oh, just don't worry about it. <laughs> it's like, oh, That's a brilliant solution. I wish I had thought of that. Like, <laughs> We have to be given a different focal point. The brain can't stop thinking about something. So if you have had these messages that there is something wrong with you, I would encourage you to shift your focus. You're not going to not feel something. I mean, we don't want, again, the goal of this to turn people into jerks or further porcupines. We want to people. We want people to learn to live more heart centered, heart opened, and at the same time, knowing how to step back and, and close off just a little bit regulation. Being able to do that so that you can have an element of getting some some grounding and some footing to be able to have some of the experiences. Empaths do feel di- we are different. Like let's embrace it. Like there is an element of yeah, we are a unique population. The issue becomes that we've gotten the message that there's something wrong, and oftentimes the wrongness comes from that element of not being understood and recognized. We are not educated in our society. We're becoming more that way. That's part of the mission that I have is like, hold on a minute. Let's clean the lens off of this behavior and start to look at what it is that's actually happening for MPADs. To see that this is not about dysfunction, we want you to be able to to regulate your experience of compassion and support for other people without absorbing and taking it on so that you now feel plagued by that yeah
1: i you do a great job sharing this in the book misunderstood, and you know it's wonderful because you know I went back and I reread it, and you, you know I, I'm thinking, yeah, I sought my gold and take it to my worth, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, how many years of school do you have to go to, to realize that, hello, that is not your self-worth. Oh, and wait a minute. Why does it feel like my emotions are turning me inside out? How do I feel now? Like I'm at my wits end that I, I, right, right, right. Let's get busy. Let's fix the pain. Hurry up. Let's do it. Let's get busy. Let's fix it. Cause you know what I've been able to overcome like every single thing in my life. I am sure
0: I can fix this,
1: Allison. (laughs)
0: yeah we are wired so much differently like we talked about the logic and the scientific like I still count on my fingers I can't do math I don't understand science I can't (laughs) do a map to save my life and it's easy to feel stupid to feel dysfunctional I've run a business for over 20 years way more than that and and I like going I, I don't know how to do taxes or like all these elements of what's recommended in our society or business-minded type elements math science history if you aren't wired like that the minute i got into social work classes in college the lights came on. Yep. the Absolutely. a started to develop you know it was like because they were speaking my language and if you've lived in in a world and certainly in the educational or business world where they are not speaking your language You can definitely feel stupid, incompetent, unworthy. I had to uh, overcome, and it still pinches me sometimes. Like I'm, oh, I just can't, computers, forget about it. I don't know how to do any of that kind of stuff. And yet in today's day and age, if you don't, there's usually the message that there's something wrong with you. When you start speaking, this is why community is so, uh, education is critical, but community is so important too, because you start getting empaths, kind of like what's happening with us today. It's like, like we start to speak each other's language. And there's the sense that someone has finally turned the light on because we understand now, like these are my people.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I love the descriptive because honestly, as I was reading back over this, I thought, oh my gosh, thank goodness. I learned something because I was reading over some of the, some, some of the things that happened. And this is what everybody should be aware of, because if you can catch yourself in the middle of this, if you could catch yourself at the point, right, where you feel like you've surrendered your personal power, maybe maybe knowing it, maybe not. But if you also feel like weary, fatigued, you're not being heard. And I think in your book, you say, look, my loud demanding pleas turned into anger, defeat and sullen expectations. Because when we start to look at that, it's almost as if what we're having is an acceleration, mm-hmm that goes on inside of us and there's no way to give ourselves relief because one we don't even think that what's going on is related to the fact i might
0: be an empath right it felt like two separate worlds to me yeah yeah i didn't i didn't know until yeah miracle whatever god just kind of went bloop oh here here's the lens of understanding yeah you know, it's interesting. I
1: love the friends we have. And certainly Linda was not the person that went to see alien with me, the first alien movie, but it was my friend who then also made the same comment, you know, God forbid we go see jaws, right? Are you going (laughs) to really cry for the shark? Um, but I've learned who I am. Yeah. You know, I had an emotional moment two days ago and I was afraid to tell anybody. I think I mentioned it to Linda or Jessica over the uh, the, the the Twitter bashing. Of Brie Larson, Captain Marvell. <laughs> and I I had this moment and people were like, ah, she wasn't good enough. In the-. And I'm like, this is like an award winning actor. And, and I'm like. What is happening with and I had this emotional moment for her. And then my coach said, stay in your hula hoop, right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> really. Yep. Move your energy, get yourself Move your energy. Yeah. Um,
1: I didn't post what I was going to post, <laughs> but I just said, oh my gosh, how does she handle it? And she does.
0: Yeah. yeah. And so
1: Allison, that's what you do to help people. Yeah. You're helping people mm-hmm. because we don't know what we don't know. Right. Look, thank you for today. Tell us how we find out more about you. And I'd love to know your
0: personal message, what you'd like to leave us with today. Um, So you can always contact me at my, I still have an old fashioned landline, 859-341-7773. Lots of tidbits on social media. So if you search on any platform, Allison Blythe, Life Coach. And if you want to visit my website, tons of info, info about me. Info about the courses, the book, you name it. AllisonBlythe.com, A-L-L-Y-S-O-N-B-L-Y-T-H-E, AllisonBlythe.com. And then certainly if you want to um, be in touch with me, send me an email, live.com. And most importantly, what I want people to know is that being an empath is absolutely a gift. The tool of empathy is incredibly important. And when you are educated, equipped, and empowered, there's a whole other side where you can very much live with that soft underbelly of being an empath so that you can be heart open and still be very happy build community, develop a life and be very well, well, well taken care of the world needs your gifts as an empath.
1: Yeah. And if you really want to know if you're an empath, how to really practice really great boundaries, because honestly you got to learn that that's the book I refer to. It's available on Amazon misunderstood Alison Blay. Alison, thank you so much. And you, And Allison's got her own show too. So don't forget that.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, Lots of episodes coming up about being an empath.
1: Yeah. And by the way, go back and listen to some of the other episodes. Allison, much love to you. Thank you so much for this. I want to thank our producers, Lydia, Micah, Jacob, all of you out there. Benny, thank you so much. Uh, For all of you out there, please. I know you must be feeling some things. You are enough. You really are enough. And you're gifted.